You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Friday show for you heading into the weekend. We have a new development in the Clayton Eckerd case. We're going to talk Golden Bachelor. We're going to talk Bachelor in Paradise and what I can contribute to the the uh, charity Eliza Aaron girlfriend back home story. Big brother last night. Very interesting. And this weekend is daylight savings. And we all know what that means if you've been listening to this podcast for over a year now. We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, so let's start off with this. First off, in regards to Joey's season of The Bachelor, I'm going to post who's in the final three coming up here in a little bit. This podcast posts about 7.45 Eastern time in the morning. I'm guessing it'll be up by 9 or 10 a.m. So look forward to that. I'm just, again... Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Just like last time, remember I said it's going to come out at a certain time. I'm expecting a call. Same thing. Expecting another call, and I will have it out in a couple hours for you. So be on the lookout for that. I don't know where they are for overnights yet, but if something gets out, I'll let you know, or find out where they are, I will let you know. But they are down to the final three, and they have left to go film wherever they may be. So keep that in mind. Now, we do have a development in the Clayton Eckerd case. Now, there's two things that we're dealing with here. There is a whole paternity case of is he the father or not. No developments there. But yesterday in Arizona court in Maricopa County, Clayton got a decision on the order of protection he filed uh, against the woman who she got an order of protection against him last week, which it's like whatever, (laughs) Clayton isn't harassing her. She, in her mind, thinks he is. But when she's emailed me numerous times and CC's Dave Neal and Clayton on those emails, she's the one doing the initiating. And I know for a fact Clayton isn't responding to those. So why she needed an order of protection against him, I have no idea. But I'm sure now that I just uttered that sentence, I'll be sent a four-paragraph email about why she thinks she deserves one. Um, And I won't read it. But... Actually, she shouldn't be sending me any four-paragraph emails because I told her, I don't want to hear from you anymore. I'm done with you. So who knows if she's going to you know, disobey that because all I'm doing is asking uh, her to leave me alone and her not to contact me anymore. But the amount of emails I got from her uh, without asking over the last month or so, I've got them all saved. But last week, she got an order of protection against Clayton. Don't really understand why. But yesterday, the judge granted him an order of protection against her. I'm sure details from yesterday's hearing are going to be leaking out sooner rather than later. I will keep you updated. Dave Neal will keep you updated on his podcast as well. I'm hearing some things behind the scenes, but I don't know for sure what anything is, so I'm not going to report it just yet. All I know is he won his case today, which was an injunction against harassment, which means she not she cannot contact him anymore. So no more emails to me and then CCing Dave and Clayton on them. Thank God. And again, like I said, I Clayton was the one that's been avoiding her for months now. In the beginning, he would respond back and tell her the things that he did. 
But the reason he said the things that he did is because since day one, he's claimed his innocence. And from day one, he has known in his head that she is not carrying his children. So I have no problem with anything he wrote her in a text message or an email in regards to anything because he was being harassed. Order of protection she got against him, great. I don't think he cares. He doesn't want to contact you. However, he's sick of her contacting him. He took it to court, and he won his order of protection yesterday. He was uh, he won his injunction against harassment. Well, you know, I, again, now that I just uttered that sentence about what the court ordered yesterday and what the judge ruled, I'm sure I'll get told, oh, no, it was this, and appeal this, and do this, and it was uh, lost in transit this. Just like, uh, remember the scene in Star Wars where Luke and Leia and Chewie and Han were thrown in the trash compactor and the walls started closing in? It's very similar to what's happening right now. Very similar. So we'll wait and see. What was said at this hearing, what was done, it was not live streamed, unfortunately. We could not watch it live like we could the hearing eight days ago. But hopefully uh, we'll get some information about what exactly went down in this hearing. And now that she can't contact Clayton anymore, who knows what her next move is going to be. I hope it's not. I hope that doesn't mean me and Dave again. I, I, I can't imagine because I specifically told her once I found out that she was interested in going after Dave, I was like, I don't have anything to do with you. Like there's just, there's so much here. And I understand, you know, like I said, I've, I've talked about this on and off. It's been about, it's been about eight days since I talked about it, but it's one of these deals where you know, Dave has done such a good job of covering this because I think a lot of this story needs to be done visually. A lot of the things that he did put in his videos, whether it was showing emails with certain things blacked out, her name and any important information, the whole uh, the whole video he put out with the sonogram that she had sent me that Dave proved was a fake, that has to be done on YouTube. Like me trying to explain that verbally to anybody, it just would go in one ear and out the other because you're not seeing physical proof. So I will always direct you to Dave when it comes to this story. He's got a video up from yesterday in regards to the decision by the judge. But this is this is a win for Clayton, for sure, because now she can't contact him. And she has contacted him God knows how many times since this whole ordeal started back on May 20th when they were intimate and then 11 days later she said she was pregnant let me repeat that on may 20th they were quote unquote intimate and on june 1st she said she found out she was pregnant ladies women anyone of the female gender listening to this go ahead and dissect that but it's just it's this whole story is fascinating. I said it from the very beginning. This is the biggest story, I believe, in Bachelor Nation history. And if you think it's over, it's not. And it's only going to get even more juicy. 
I just know it's coming because as of right now, remember I told you we have two things at work here. We have one, the order of protection that Clayton was granted yesterday. And then secondly, we have this whole paternity case going on because the whole reason this is even a story is because this woman went to the son and told her story that basically she is pregnant with Clayton's twins. And if you're pregnant in Arizona, you need a parenting plan. And he's the parent because she hadn't had sex since March of 2022. And Clayton is the only person she's been intimate with. And now she's pregnant with twins, which she knew 11 days after she had intimacy with him. So again, the point being is we're looking at something here where we still don't know. She is over five months pregnant now with twins, and it has still not been proven that Clayton is the father of these children. So once that is proven, which I absolutely believe he is not the father and never was the father of whatever she has going on in her stomach, there's no reason for him to ever, There's, I mean, there's really no reason for her to ever contact him ever again the rest of her life because her whole thing has been, I need to set up a parenting plan. I need to do this. I need to do this. Clayton, you're not responding to me. Clayton, Clayton, this, Clayton, that. The second we get official word that he is not the father of anything involving her, she has no reason to ever contact him ever again. Period. End of story. Why would she? I'm sure she'd find a way to, but now that he has an order of protection against her, maybe she will be in violation of something. I don't know. But she has claimed since day one. I'm pregnant with twins, and they are Clayton's. Clayton's has claimed since day one no, <laughs> that he did not impregnate anybody, and those are not his kids. Then, obviously, things have been brought up to the forefront of, is she pregnant or not? And we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's just, pregnancy is the easiest thing in the world to prove, and... Just because she emails me and Dave and Clayton proof doesn't mean that 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 is proof. There are so many different ways to prove it than what she's doing. And that's why I'm just like, look, it's it's pointless to even email back and forth anymore. She's so set in her ways that and when she throws out at us, she says it to me and Dave all the time that clearly if we're not listening to her, then we're not interested in the truth. That's what she always writes. Just like that's so backwards and that's so such a mind manipulation telling me that because I don't believe what you tell me that all of a sudden I'm not interested in the truth. Bullshit. Enough with this garbage. But, you know, like I said, now that I've talked about it and I've said something about the case, I'm sure I'll get an email because all I did was tell her, please just leave me alone. Stop emailing me. That's a request. Doesn't mean she will. And, you know, all I'll say is this, even though I doubt pretty much every single part of her story, that doesn't mean I want people to harass her. I'm telling you right now, if you know who this woman is, who and the people that are involved in this case absolutely know who she is, do not harass her. Do not attack her. Do not message her anything. I'm begging you, just don't. You can question her. You can talk to about it online with your friends and you can say like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I can't believe she said this. I can't believe she's doing this. That's fine. But don't directly attack her. Don't directly threaten her. Don't directly harass her because that just fuels it more. I'm telling you, 
don't do it. So I know she's probably listening. So that is my way of her not coming back to me and saying, well, Steve, when you doubt me publicly, that's inciting harassment. No, it's not. Not when I'm telling everybody not to do it. I don't want you to be harassed. I can't control what people do, but I am going to tell them don't message her. Let her be. Just let her live in her own warped little fucking sense of reality. Just let her be. Do not message her. Do not write any captions on anything. Do not even do it from a burner account. You know, you know, create an account like, you know, I don't know, baby A and baby B at gmail.com. And don't even don't even say any of that stuff, you know? Just never just comment to it about your friends or maybe even, you know, online. But I do not want anybody going after her. Leave her alone to live in her own warped sense of reality. That's my message for today. All right, let's get to the Golden Bachelor from last night, okay? Gary, the Bachelor, was down to three women, hometown dates, and the show left us on a cliffhanger. Of course they did. Um, There's no mistaking who he eliminated. I told you this back when literally the day after it happened that he eliminated Faith, Leslie and Teresa, your final two. I do not know who Gary chose. I know when I released the Bachelor in Paradise spoilers yesterday, it became, hey, but what do you know about the Golden Bachelor? It's like nothing is ever good enough for anybody. It's like you have to know everything. Trust me, I'd like to know who the who Gary chose. I just don't know yet. I've heard two I've heard both women. So I'm like, I clearly that didn't happen. He only chose one. So once I know, I'll let you know. But I do not know. Golden Bachelor was pretty standard last night. Hometowns were interesting. Because we involved grandchildren who are telling a man that they just met, hey, are you going to be our papa? Are you going to marry my grandma? It's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I did think it was interesting that the only person they showed and the only family they showed Gary asking for a hand in marriage was Leslie's when he asked Leslie's brother. He didn't ask Teresa's sisters that. He didn't ask any of Faith's family that. So could it mean he chose Leslie? Possibly. You got a 50-50 shot of being right. I don't know. But it's either either Teresa or Leslie. Now, I want to talk about Bachelor in Paradise because that was really interesting. First off, Kat is back to yelling. Kat is also better than Tanner, according to her. And I I don't know if it's just a, you know, the... um, some sort of tick that she has. Obviously, tons of people commenting about how Kat is constantly playing with her hair. It could be a nerve thing. I don't know what it is, but I just find it bizarre that she does it so much and no other girl down there does it at all where they're constantly playing with their hair. I mean, it it's to the point of, is everything okay? And I, it just... <laughs> Maybe it's a nervous thing. Maybe it's a nervous thing with her. I don't know, but it. I know it. It it, it grated on my nerves, and I know it started grating on other people's nerves who were watching the show last night. But if it's something that she can't control, and it's just something to where that's what she does when she's nervous. I, I mean, hey, 
It's just unfortunate that we all have to watch it because it's annoying. It really is. But here's the main thing I want to talk about in regards to Bachelor in Paradise, and that is the whole Charity told Kat something, and Kat told Eliza, and then Eliza had to go to Aaron Bryant with it. Well, that's that Charity told Kat that she heard after her season was over that Aaron had a girlfriend before the show. Kat runs and tells Eliza that, so now Eliza is doubting her relationship with Aaron. She tells Aaron, and Aaron brings up the fact that there were two women. Well, what I can contribute to is this. Back on April 4th is when I first got my first email from one of Aaron's exes. Now, I'm assuming it's one of the two women that he was talking about on this show. It had to have been. And her and I went back and forth, and she wanted it known that she was seeing Aaron. But again, she came to me, and I feel like I can share this now because it's kind of over and done with. But again, she came to me, and I never said anything during the season about Aaron having a girlfriend back home. You know why? Because this woman wouldn't put her name to it. And that doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that, okay, you're telling me all this stuff, and then she's asking me, are you going to run with it? I'm like, I'm not going to be the middleman here. I don't do that anymore. And I said, if you want to speak on this, by all means. But then when she shared the story with me, I'm like, I, I, I almost had to let her down easy and say, I hate to tell you this, but this doesn't sound like it was anything... I couldn't get any sort of, I mean, she said that they were exclusive, but the timeline was like, it was really hard to figure out. And I, I, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, she said it was, let me see, I have the email here. Started dating in August of 2022. After about five months, she started questioning their relationship she told him we may be better as friends. That's when he told her he knew something that was holding him back and the timing just wasn't good. When I asked what that was, he said he legally couldn't share what he was up to. I thought he was in some kind of trouble, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, he, and he told her he would, she would find out soon what was going on. It was all in bad taste. He was short with me, unfriendly. I connected the dots the night after our conversation that he was going on The Bachelorette. Okay, I mean, we're at a time now where there are so many guys that are doing this before the show. To me, unless she was willing to say that publicly, I wasn't going to share that. It was just, I, I almost told her, like, look, unfortunately, this isn't that big of a deal on the show anymore. I know that you feel hurt by it, but you even said you were the one that ended things with him. She told him we may be better as friends. Okay, the second she said that to him, this becomes a non-story. But I did say, and then she was asking me, the first, you know, like I said, the first message I got from her was April 4th. That was from, what I just read you was from April 4th. That was about two weeks into Charity's filming. And like I told her at the time, let's just see how long he lasts. This might be irrelevant. And then we find out he got pretty far, obviously, on the show. I said, what are you going to do? So maybe, and I haven't spoken to her in months, so maybe it sounds like she was the one that, maybe this was the one that did contact and DM Charity directly. I don't know. But she initially came to me and wanted me to run with the story. And I've never even brought this up once. I never even, at any point during Charity's season, said anything about Aaron Bryant possibly seeing someone back home. 
I said what I always say. I get negative stories about contestants all the time. Yes, when I said that, Aaron Bryant was one of the people I was talking about, but I never said his name because I got negative stories about other guys on charity season. So he was just lumped in with that. And I'm sorry, the whole I, – I guys having a, a girl back home or sleeping with somebody literally the night before they left, it's just not even a story anymore. If you've got something negative about an ex that goes on the show, it has to be something really, really serious. If he's just a dog or if a woman is going on the show and she was dating a guy right before the show and hooking up with a guy, again, it's just not that big of a deal anymore when it comes to this show. Now, if there's criminal activity involved, if there's emotional or physical or mental abuse, by all means, that becomes a story. But, hey, you know, we dated for five months and he was being a little distant and I told him we'd be better off as friends. And then I found out he was going on The Bachelorette. It's like, okay. And, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, so this whole storyline that's now blowing up on Bachelor in Paradise last night, I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't realize she went and messaged Charity. I, I guess. You know, I'll be interested to see what Charity tells Aaron next week. Because... Yeah, I mean, I just I just don't know. Unless this woman left out details with me, what I read and what she told me in the in the messages that I still have, I just didn't see that this was anything major. That anything that a lot of other guys in the franchise aren't doing. It's like cuz if I report that, then I got to report all of them that come my way that are like that. Like, "Oh, we were dating and all of a sudden he was being distant and I found out he applied for the show." It's like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just not a story anymore, unfortunately. Big Brother last night I thought was really, really interesting because Bowie Jane ends up winning head of household again. That means she has to put up Jag or Matt, if not both of them. Is Felicia going to go up for an eighth time? I can't believe Felicia's been on the block seven times and has survived all seven. Granted, she has zero, and the, and the crazy thing is, she has zero chance to win. I don't think I don't think Felicia in the final two against anybody that is still left on the show or sitting in the jury house, she would get one vote. I, I just what's her game being used as a pawn all season and escaping? I'm sorry. I don't think any jury member would give her one vote against anybody in the jury house. Blue, America, Corey, Sari. <laughs> Bowie Jane, when she gets to the, well, maybe Bowie Jane gets to the final two. I don't know. But now that now that Jag did not win the final comp, or not the final comp, but last night's HOH, this becomes, wow, we're actually going to see Jag or Matt or both of them up on the block. I don't think Bowie Jane is going to turn on either of them. She seems to really like them and know that there's a final three with them. So she's probably going to put Felicia up. And Matter Jag and tell Matter Jag you're the pawn. So, I mean, well, I mean, look, if she puts Felicia and Matt up, isn't and then Jag's got the vote. Clearly, Jag's going to vote Felicia out, right? Unless Jag takes a shot at Matt and vice versa. If she puts Jag and Felicia up, then Matt's the only one that's voting and he determines who the final three is. Unless he takes a shot at Jag. So I guess that's what it's come down to. Are Matter Jag going to take a shot at each other. 
I guess it's possible. I can't completely rule it out. But And finally, daylight savings. This Sunday, turn your clock back an hour. Well, that's important to me. You know why? I've told this story every time I've had a podcast during daylight savings. My dog, Luca, wakes me up pretty much 6.30 every morning without fail. I can't get around it. Maybe sometimes we get to 6.45. Very rare. It's just her body clock knows 6.15 to 6.30 she's waking me up because she wants to eat and be let out. So when we get daylight savings, I get an extra hour because let's say I go to bed at 1 o'clock this Saturday night. Well, body time, when the clock says 6.30 Sunday morning, body time, it's going to be 7.30 because we're losing an hour. So now this will last for a few days. So it looks like I'll probably get five to seven days where Luca wakes me up closer to 7.30 than she does 6.30. But her body will inevitably adjust (laughs) and it'll be back to 6.30. But at least for... (laughs) At least for a few days, I'm going to get to sleep in until 7.30. How about that? I'm very, very excited. You all should be too. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. Um, I will be back on Monday, obviously, with another daily roundup. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Don't forget, turn your clocks back. Well, do we, Actually, now that I think about it, do we really turn our clocks back? Because everything is so digital. everything Everybody lives on their phone now. I mean, maybe you still have some clocks on the wall in your house. you got to turn those back. But everything is controlled by, you know, the main clock in your life is your phone. And you don't have to do anything. Most people, it's, it's already programmed in. So, But if you do have a grandfather clock in your living room, turn it back an hour on Sunday morning when you wake up. Or turn it back an hour before you go to bed on Saturday night. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great weekend, everyone. And I will talk to you on Monday. See you.